0: to the leader link podcast this is charles and i'm josh and we are starting season four today so we're we're uh, happy to celebrate that milestone it's been know, a fun couple of years getting this podcast out there what do you think josh
1: i've loved it man we're enjoying it we have conversations that we enjoy uh sometimes they're good sometimes they're okay but it's been fun
0: <laughs> i'd like to think they're more good than okay yeah, i mean yeah. yeah i
1: do think they're more good than okay but yeah
0: yeah so, actually, since the last time we recorded, you and I were both guests on another podcast. Yeah, Did you want to talk about your experience?
1: Yeah. So, I was a, um, I got asked to speak on recruiting leaders in the church with a podcast from uh, Lifeway, which is a big um, Christian resource Distributor, they, they do curriculum and books and all different kinds of things
0: like recruiting formal leaders, or you're, are we talking about like volunteer? Volunteer leaders, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah.
1: So, recording recruiting people to be uh, small group teachers, small group leaders, that type of thing, <laughs> okay, uh, in the church.
0: As somebody who's been recruited, I will tell you that, uh, you know, you have to be careful what you're willing to do because if you start saying yes, then. Yes, you're gonna be you're gonna be tapped quite a bit. That's right. Once you yeah. once you
1: start in that path, there's really no way to get out of it uh, unless you say no. So, <laughs> right, and even then, you come back and ask again and again. So yeah, that was fun. So Ken Brady is the he's the director of Sunday School for Lifeway, um, and he invited me to be on that podcast, and it was it was a lot of fun to get to do that, and um, I I love talking about that stuff. So
0: awesome, yeah, awesome. Yeah, I was on. Uh, <clears throat> truth lies and cover-ups
1: sounds very like crime podcast. Yeah,
0: it's, it's, it's a very provocative title. Um, uh, and the, I, I started listening to some episodes before I was a guest. It's a, uh, it's actually a pretty diverse podcast. They have a lot of different stories. Um, uh, there are a lot of crime stories on there actually. Uh, but, uh, Anyway, so I got to just talk a little bit about my experience with law enforcement and mental health, and uh, that was a that was a fun fun That's episode. Cool. I, I don't know when it'll come out in relation to this one, but check out Truth, Lies, and Cover-Ups. Yeah,
1: we'll have to check that out. Truth, Lies, and Cover-Ups. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Well, what do we want to talk about today, man?
0: Well, <clears throat> I think we're going to talk about the sharing mindset of a leader.
1: Okay, so tell us what that is.
0: Well... It's a lot to unpack, but it's actually quite a simple concept. the The idea is that uh, leaders ideally should be constantly developing, growing, learning, and sharpening the saw, you know, as it were. Sure. And uh, the best way to internalize those new concepts is to actually teach them to others. Absolutely. So. The sharing mindset is that I collect knowledge and skills and competencies, but instead of hoarding that information, I, I share what I've learned with others.
1: Yeah, that's so good because I do think that we – leaders tend to be people who are curious. They seem to be people who investigate, who study, who think deeply, and – I don't know about you, but a lot of times I'm thinking about things that I don't process verbally or through writing or document in any way. And those things just don't... They're not as clear in my head as things that I'm talking through. I think there was an author once that said that thoughts uh, untangle themselves over the lips and through pencil tips. Okay. And so when we have thoughts and processes in our minds, the best way to, to get those into clarity is to begin talking through them, to begin processing with them with people or on paper or on a screen. Um, Yeah, it helps you
0: create new pathways in your brain to actually get that material learned. That's right. For for lack of a better word.
1: Yeah. And I don't know about you on this one, but I preach the best sermons in my head. I mean, they're just fire. (laughs) But as soon as I try to put those down on paper, it's like there's a disconnect between your imaginative component of your brain before you vocalize something, and then actually getting it down on paper. And so the process of, of beginning to use these, using words to construct things verbally and um, concrete really does help pass that information, or, or concretize that information in your own mind. And, more importantly, I think, or I guess it's about the same level of importance, Passing that information along helps other people, right? And that's why we're talking about the sharing mindset of a leader, not necessarily because we want clarity in our own minds, but because we want to help other people.
0: So just to go down a little rabbit hole, um, on kind of a side note, when when you're talking about you're developing your sermons, you say you have this great idea in your head, but when you go to put it on paper – there's a there's a little bit of a struggle but once you get it on paper because I know you write out your sermons at, at, at minimum like a bullet point mm-hmm. right
1: I'm manuscript mine
0: I, I, I like to manuscript yeah. my, my talks too yeah. um, whether or not it comes out verbatim right you know is is of less importance but right. I want to know exactly what I want to say right Yep. do you actually choreograph it no okay no. that for me choreographing helps me remember uh, the content, yeah. Believe it or not, because if I know exactly where my pauses are going to be, right. <clears throat> um, it, if I want my voice to uh, get louder or softer, sure. uh, to different kind of points to emphasize, so just kind of a side note. I was just curious. It helps me,
1: yeah. And again, I, it's I've thought about it in the past, but it's a it's a it's a theological issue for me. Yeah, I don't want to when I am preaching a sermon. I am not performing. I am not trying to.
0: A lot of them are, though.
1: A lot of people yeah. do, and some some very intentionally to manipulate, and some just because that's what their nature is. And I'm I, I fancy myself a pretty dynamic preacher, but I don't practice or um, I don't I don't walk in intentionally going I'm going to hit the crescendo here.
0: As somebody who has yeah. sat through your sermons, that actually kind of surprises me a little bit because yeah. I've I feel like you're sermons are very motivational and very inspirational, but it's clear, you know, the gospel. Yeah. So, and maybe that's part of it. That is that confidence and preparation. You, you're so in tune with the material that you just, you know, where you want to go. Right. Yeah.
1: And I never fear, you know, I, I, I've thought about this often and why I part of why a manuscript is exactly what we said earlier, because I want to know where I'm going. Mm -hmm. And if I don't, then I won't, even if I bullet point it, um, but the other thing, I feel like I have freedom in the pulpit because I have the material there. So if, if I do take a rabbit trail that pops into my mind or if something does happen where I get into a... I really feel the need to, to, to double down on emphasizing this thing and repeating it or rephrasing it or emphasizing it in a different way, then I can I can always go back. I never have to worry about going down. Yeah. I, I lose my place. So yeah. there's confidence, like you said, in that, that I'm not going to... I'm not going to be like, oh, where am I going now? Right. right.
0: So, yeah. yeah. And I think uh, that confidence is so important for speakers of, of any, in any sense, whether you're speaking as a keynote or, or speaking in a board meeting or just speaking with sure. your team, uh, providing information through the sharing mindset. Right. I'm um, having that confidence is, is really uh, important.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, I, as we were talking about before the podcast, before what, we're, the the sharing mindset how how we were going to communicate that I I remembered back to my my days in law enforcement and uh, <laughs> we had a captain who who has retired since uh, but we had a captain and and the the, the way where every, every day your shift shows up for a briefing and you get about fifteen minutes at least at my agency you get about fifteen minutes with your team and you could talk about uh, the calls that have been going on that day, if there was a significant incident, um, if there was a planned issue that was going to happen, um, you know, manpower, staffing issues, all, all those things get covered in briefings. But there is this guy uh, named Gordon Graham with Lexapol, and, and he basically talks about this idea that every day is a training day. Hmm. The thing about that. Every day is a training day. And, and while I don't disagree with that, if you have the mindset that every day is a training day, then you're going to be more motivated to put effort into mm-hmm. it. What I saw was that every day was a training day. This captain basically dictated it. And so a lot of sergeants were annoyed is the wrong word, but it was it was a chore. It was a task. It's like, what do I come up with every day? I, oh I see. I have I meet with my team 14 times a month. Right. That's a lot of content.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I was I was reading earlier that Ken Blanchard, the famous leadership management guy consultant, he would do a daily voicemail to his team just with some kind of inspirational, motivational or informational training every morning, 5 days a week that's a lot of stuff
0: that's a lot yeah. I mean, that yeah. that voicemail t- takes time to craft no doubt uh, you may have to put some research into it right um, but but look at the look at the difference there so we're, whereas we were mandated to do these yeah. and it it didn't have to be anything um, over the top it could just be a refresher on a policy or you know update on, sure. a, on a recent story or well, we had a lot of latitude in what we could do, but there's a difference in in the motivation to do it when yeah. when you when you say I, I want to provide this for my people rather than I'm mandated to provide it yeah, for my people. That makes it, sense. Yeah,
1: and I, you know, it seems like there are certain jobs that more lend probably lend more naturally to doing something like that. Yeah, like of Kim Blanchard eats breath eats sleeps and breathes leadership. Yeah, so he's probably always got a nugget that he can share. Whereas 98% of your job is on the road or responding to fires, that type of thing. Um,
0: well, the the fire department really responded to fires.
1: <laughs> of course. Uh, yes, that was metaphorical, Charles. That I mean, was, we, we
0: would go to fires. But, yeah, yeah. You know, what are we going to do?
1: Yeah. Well, the firefighters have to eat. So I guess you oh, guys probably true. sometimes have to step in the gap, right?
0: Dude, I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but I remember there was there was one time was, we're going off on a tangent here. There was there was this crash, and I, I've probably told this story before, but um, it was a, it was a major crash, and we ended up having to shut down the whole highway. And this this fire truck, uh, the reason we had to shut down the whole highway is because some uh, intoxicated driver ran into one of the fire trucks. And the fire truck was then inoperable. So we had to wait. We had to keep the highway shut down and wait for a uh, tow truck right. that was equipped to handle right. the fire truck to come get the fire truck. And then the the firefighters had to move all the equipment from the damaged truck to a new or not new. It was like a, a temporary truck. Yeah, yeah. And they were they made a pot of coffee in the middle of the highway. And, and it, it got to a point where 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 we were ready to clear the scene, and I have personnel down the highway right. putting their lives at risk right. while the firefighters are sitting in the middle of this, the highway. And, and I walked up, and I said, uh, guys, uh, did, are we ready to go? <laughs>
1: just waiting for this comment to percolate.
0: Uh, That's excellent. All right, let's get back on track. Yeah, so sharing
1: (laughs) mindset. Well, we've talked – again, we've we've derailed a little bit this conversation, but it's been fun. Sharing mindset is not just about us as the leader. It's about our people, right? Yes, it does help us to concretize our thinking or our learning, but it's more importantly for those who we are leading and serving as leaders. So as we consider that – how do we form teachable moments? What are some practical ways for us to form teachable moments to download what we are thinking or learning about to our team and to those who we're developing?
0: I think maybe one of the first steps is just paying attention to okay. what could be a teachable moment. Whether, whether you know whether that's through something you're learning or something you're observing, right? <clears throat> But just even paying attention, I think, is a, is the first place to sure. start.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've um, I don't know if this is a. This kind of seems strange to me, but I want to give it a shot. Of something I was reading earlier, uh, I know. For me, I go to conferences. I go to. I listen to podcasts regularly. I'm always reading or listening to books and learning things and thinking through them. But most of the time, I just kind of file them away in my own brain. I wonder if there are certain cases where I would say, hey, you know, there's a handful of people on my team. Let's have lunch together today. I want to share with you all a few things I've been learning. And actually just buy lunch, create a relationship, you know, building time. And also just here's a download of what I've been reading in this book or what I learned from this conference. And here's some some notes maybe that I took from it. Um, and then and then not just not just for the sake of me going, hey, guys, look what I learned. But is there anything in here that's important for us to that we can apply or start to put into practice in our different ministry areas.
0: Yeah. I think it's, it's interesting that, that thought because some people as part of their job, go to conferences. I mean, that's, yeah, that was part of my job. It actually still part of my job is to go to conferences. And if, if you just go and listen and come away with it and do nothing what was that three thousand dollar investment for? Sure, you know. Uh, so I mean, I <laughs> I even have on my on my notepad here. They uh, I went to a conference back in March, and I, I have simply not had time to digest everything I've learned. It was it was an intense two days, um, but you make a great point. Is yeah. I, I, filter through those notes and find ways that that knowledge now I can pass on to. Those that I lead, right? Yeah,
1: and yeah, I mean, I think that's a really good point. Most of the time, we go to these conferences and we we learn all this really fascinating stuff, and then and then I think as leaders, we come in and we go, "Hey, this is what we're doing," you know, in light of what I've in light of what I've learned here. I don't I don't give that learning. I just go, "This is what we need to start doing." Yeah. So it's the conference treadmill, right? You jump on, you go to a conference and you jump on the thing and you start running with it. But if you come in and you have a developmental mindset, a sharing mindset then you will bring people along. Hey, here's what I learned at this conference. Here's some exciting stuff that they brought up. Hey, you know, have we thought about maybe implementing this here, here, here? So you, you bring your people along by training them and developing them rather than just going, Hey, I just came back from this conference. Here's what we're doing.
0: All right. I like that. What about a teachable moment that is not planned?
1: So like a, um, Coaching conversation,
0: yeah, yeah, that could be a whole episode.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, that's that's a pretty frequent thing. I, I had to. This was more of a a wisdom thing the other day, but working with my pastoral resident, um, an issue came up, and it's something I've experienced. It's something I still experience. It was. It's. It's. It's part of being a pastor and 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 leading your family at the same time but it was just one of those things that I've, I've thought about a lot and I've had to deal with a lot. Um, and so that was just a natural time. And I go, man, cause he's only, he's what, two years younger than me. So it's not like there's a big, big age gap. It's not like there's a big experience gap. Um, but I was like, here's, I've, I've thought about this a lot and processed through it a lot. Let me just give you my advice. Um, and, you know, it was, it was well-received in that case because I think it was true to experience in, in life. But I think you just kind of got to be ready for those things. And when you have something to share, I, sometimes you have to couch it in a, let me just tell you where, I, where I'm where i at or what I've experienced. It's not a, let me tell you the way it is, right? Um, but but having those opportunities to say, I've thought a lot about this and here's here's my thinking. Uh, do with it what you will.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> that's an important distinction because there are, there are times where your message may be very well intended, but the receiver is not ready to actually receive the message. Right. right. You know, so you can, you can have a sharing mind, mindset and give those teachable moments. But at the end of the day, the responsibility to, well, actually it's a, it's a dual responsibility because it's the responsibility of the person to to absorb the message and provide the feedback that they have absorbed it. Right. And it's the responsibility of, for us as the leader to clarify that they or make sure that they understood. Yeah. Um, But uh, in this case, this person was willing to receive it, right? but there's sometimes where people may not be willing to receive it.
1: Absolutely. Okay. So let's finish with this. You're a solopreneur right now for the most part. I mean, we're a team, but you're doing the lion's share of the work. (laughs) Uh, and I just am kind of the chief cheerleading officer for the most part. Uh, but as as a solopreneur right now, leading your own business, but not really having a team that you're managing per se, how do you practice this? Because I think a lot of people listening are probably in that boat. Or maybe who don't have any reports that they have under them, so they're, they're maybe moving in that direction, they want to be there. But how do they practice this without somebody to... Have under them from an organizational standpoint.
0: How to practice a sharing mindset? Yeah. Well, I, I do it in several ways. I mean, first of all, this podcast. Yeah. Uh, you know I, I am still constantly acquiring new knowledge uh, through reading and school and mm-hmm. podcasts and things like that. Um, one of the things that I like to do is once I've read a book, I like to go through and make a summary document. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll kind of outline the key. Points. Um, essentially I, I can pick up that summary document and read it. And it's for me, it's almost as valuable as rereading the whole book yet. It only took me, you know, a few minutes. Right.
1: It's the skeleton. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah, exactly. Um, I'm still in, I guess the sharing mindset mode because now working with other organizations, I'm still providing knowledge to others. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I have several kind of ways. Job, right? Yeah. It's essentially my job. Yeah.
1: I think we need to bring back the memorandum.
0: The memorandum.
1: Yeah. Back in the day, like I've just, I've been reading, uh, you know, these biographies on Winston Churchill and he would write memorandums all the time. He would, you know, he would they call things,
0: that, they call that email.
1: Well, it's yeah. Yeah. But I, I want to <laughs> circulate something. <laughs> People don't check email anymore. Why yeah. not send it physically anyways? But just, I don't, it, I, I, listening to this book, people used to just share things. And today I feel like we have this, there's a, um, it's not a stigma. Maybe it's an internal stigma. Like Churchill would read a book, he would write a summary on it and he would send it to his friends and that was great, you know, and they would read something and do the same thing. And we don't do that anymore. We don't, we don't intend. And maybe that's just cause we've lost the art of writing in our, in our, in our, in our day and age. Uh, right. but,
0: so many rabbit holes we could go yeah, through for there. Sure. You know, I've seen it on YouTube where people will summarize That's that things. is
1: That is kind of the memoranda of the day, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It is our medium for that.
0: And and I like that because yeah. especially the more creative YouTube YouTubers out yeah. there will, you know, incorporate visuals and, and things like right. that.
1: I have a typewriter. I sh- I'm going to do it. Oh my gosh, you're
0: you're trying to go the opposite direction, <laughs> and and as as traditional as I am, I uh, uh, I'm still trying to get on board with the YouTube. You know, my goal actually for this summer YouTube. is to get <laughs> 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 your goal for the summer. <laughs> yeah, my goal for the summer is to get some YouTube videos recorded and out there to, to just kind of help answer some questions. Absolutely. So, all right, man. Well, this was a good start to the season, and uh, looking forward to sharing some more of the rest of the season.
1: Peace out.
0: Hey, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Leader Link podcast. If you like what you heard, leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And we want to know what you want to hear about when it comes to leadership. You can leave us a comment or send an email to info at jcleadershipconsulting.com, and we'll see you next time.